0: Hello, beautiful souls. I am so energized for this next podcast with my dear friend, mentor, beautiful soul, and human,
1: the one and only Tony Rodriguez, the other TR, if you will. If you're familiar with Tony Rodriguez at all, you know that he has his hands and multiple pies and is creating so much magic and joy in people's life as a high-performance life and business strategist, coach, consultant. He's also a trainer for the Tony Robbins,
0: and he is the founder of the Get Up and Grow movement. So here we go. Welcome to The Katie Carlson Show, a podcast for real, raw, authentic conversations with today's magic makers, love creators, and game changers. I'm Katie Carlson, and I'm so excited to introduce you to real people, real talk, and real stories while embracing the beautiful chaos of life. Happy Tuesday! Tony Rodriguez, I am so
1: excited to have you on the Katie Carlson Show. I mean, it's taken a little while to get this scheduled.
2: It has. Actually, we've already had it scheduled twice, and once I had to reschedule another time. I think it's
1: been three times. I'm pretty sure we're going on three, but that's okay. That's okay. And I just, I love, I love you for who you are, for exactly as you are. You've got a lot of moving parts in your world. And one thing that I just love about you is your ability to tell stories and share insights and your wisdom. Because I have learned so much from you over the last, I guess, how long have we known each other?
2: That is a quality a question. Over, two years at least, I'd right? say.
1: Yeah, I think probably like two years. Two years. But it's been, a, it's been an incredible two years. Because you have been such an incredible mentor and coach, human, soul, friend to me. And I'm just so grateful to have you here today for taking the time. Because I know you have a very busy schedule You've got lots of things going on in your world. So I I, I really appreciate and honor your time.
2: So thank you for being well, here. Well, thank you for, for inviting me. Thank you for uh for being patient for for me to show up, you know, <laughs> the third time's a charm here. Uh and listen, I appreciate you and who you are and how you show up and your energy and mm. uh your smile and how you let everybody up and even your unicorns not not so much on me, um yes. but on everyone else. By the way, yes. did you like my second answers to the questionnaire? When I filled out to set up.
1: I didn't. All. Oh, I did see a few of them. Yeah. So what he's referring to is the questions that I always ask uh, all of my guests on the podcast. And uh, to, I think, again, you filled this out a couple of times, but regardless, you'll you'll hear about those oh, later. The, the last so. one,
2: I, I don't know if you read the last one to, for disappointment is what I'm saying, like.
1: I saw I saw a yeah. couple. of them. There was a lot. I knew I knew you were messing with mm-hmm. me, so I stopped reading it.
2: <laughs> oh, you should have kept going. It was good. It was good. Listen. Okay. Not, well, I'll read. Listen. All. I'd rather laugh than cry any day of the week. So um, I know.
1: Me so too. It's it. Right. It's the Absolutely. best. Absolutely. But look. Okay. I, so let's let's back up I, though. Yeah. yeah go ahead. I just ahead. want what? to
2: say thank you for how you show up in the world as well because you're lighting the world up as well and mm. helping people heal their energy and 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 coming together and again I just appreciate you for you are and how you show up in the world. So you Aww, are the Katie Carlson.
1: Oh, thank you. I I genuinely appreciate that and I receive that. You know, oftentimes it's sometimes it's harder to receive. It's right. It's true. Because we're such and givers. We want to give, give, give. Absolutely. Give. And thank yeah.
2: you for your words. So that was that was thank you. Appreciate you for that.
1: You're so welcome. Okay, so Tony, for those of you that do not know Tony Rodriguez, and if you're listening to this and you've been listening for a while, you probably have heard me talk about Tony on other podcast shows, that sort of thing, because we're, we're very tight. He's a very close friend of mine, very incredible mentor. Tony, but it wasn't always like this. So I want you to tell everybody um, how you got to be where you are. You do a lot of different things. I know you work in real estate, you're a coach, you're a mentor, you're a masterminder. You have all these incredible, beautiful gifts that you bring to the world. So tell us a little bit how you got here.
2: Uh, how did I get here? That's, you, you said this is only—it's a, a loaded question. You said this is only an hour-long show, so I don't know what you're trying to do because <laughs> I've only got an hour. I'm, you know, maybe okay. Yeah.
1: Give us the cliff notes. <laughs> give us, and if any of you guys have ever heard the Tony Rodriguez, uh, any Tony Rodriguez stories, you know that they're not short. them. they are incredibly <laughs> meaningful and poignant. They're absolutely amazing. So. Tony, as a as a as a Tony Robbins trainer, as a coach, a mentor, a masterminder, an investor in real estate, you do a lot of you have wear a lot of different hats.
2: True. Right. Yes.
1: So how did you get how did you get to be where you are? You have such an incredible family, a beautiful wife, two amazing sons. You also have a plethora of chickens and ducks now, right? Like you've got a little farm at Casa de Rodriguez. You've got a lot of things going on, but it wasn't always like this, no. right? You had to grow through what you go through. So talk to us a little bit about how you ended up here.
2: Well, I'll just give you the, the, the cliff notes and, and kind of go a little quicker. So uh, I was born in Portugal. Uh, so I grew up there until I was about six years old and, and my parents immigrated to the U.S. and I, uh, of course, came with them. And uh, life growing up was not, um, was not easy. It was not pleasant. Um, my father was an angry man, heavy handed European father. And uh, so it was growing up was not easy. I was a shy kid up until my 18th birthday, had very few friends, uh, was always told um, that I would never amount to shit actually. And that I was dumb and, Uh, I'd never make it. And I'd be a doormat for people. That's who I'd be growing up. And that I wasn't any good. So this is how I grew up. At the age of 16, I contemplated suicide several times. And I didn't do it because I said, shit, who's going to tell my mom? Mm -hmm. So I didn't do it. Um, But it was not an easy easy life. But again, as I mentioned before, uh, there's a lot of people that went through a lot worse than I did. So you know, there were some good times. Unfortunately, some of my most of my childhood memories are not the ones that, you know, uh, that that you want to look back on and celebrate. Um, but God's got a sense of humor. So on my 18th birthday, on my way to a movie theater, it was got into a massive car accident and massive car accident. Kind of like, you know, we got hit, the car spun over, cracked up, smashed into a couple of vans on the side of the road. And I like to say that, you know, people say, Tony, why do you curse so much? I said, well, not that I curse that much, but I curse enough. And uh, I said, you know, well, the word fuck saved my life. They're like, what? Because just as we were about to, to impact, I turned to my cousin and said, fuck. And I got ejected from the car. I wasn't wearing a seatbelt. Of course, I don't know if that would have helped me or not, but maybe. And I was ejected. But because I had turned, my hips kept my body in the car. I came to looking down at my body on a gurney in an emergency room and doctors around me saying, shit, who's going to tell my mom I'm dead. And it was a really surreal experience. It was very peaceful, very weird. And it seemed like that was going on for a long time. And then I had the black tunnel, white light. I'm running, you know, flying through a black tunnel into a white light, you know, life literally flashing before your eyes, as you say, but there wasn't a whole lot for me to see. And I just exploded into a world of pain because that's me coming out of shock or however people explain it. I realized shortly thereafter, you know, and then I had, I don't know, 50, 60 stitches on my face. It was, I was a hot mess. It was, it was bad. Uh, they did what they could, you know, (laughs) I was, I used to be good looking, I guess. I don't know.
1: You still Um, are. Look at that hair. Look at that hair. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see the hair.
2: Listen, the reality of it is, I, I, I'm glad I didn't go bald because my head's too big to go bald. It's just, it'd be a, it'd be a mess. Um, but, but, you know, I share that story because I was a shy kid up until my 18th birthday. And mm-hmm. I say that because on my 18th birthday, I, I died. You know, I didn't flatline, but I went through the experience and I, I, died, to, I died to who I was before kind of like I died to who I was to the person I was yesterday. I died to who I was up until my 18th birthday. You know, I, I like to say that, you know, who I was or who, you know, the, obviously I didn't, I'm still here. And, but I'd say that that the old me was timid and shy and I was afraid and and I was afraid of death. I was afraid of a lot of different things. I was shy. I was afraid of talking to people, talking to girls. I, That day, I would have died without having ever had a girlfriend. I would have died without ever having uh, experienced life. I would have died without having lived. So I decided shortly thereafter, that if I was going to die tomorrow, that I would live today. So I was afraid of heights. I started skydiving. Mm. I was afraid of deep water because I almost drowned twice as a kid. I started scuba diving. If it went fast, I strapped my ass to my drug was adrenaline. So I just went for it. So, cause if I was gonna die tomorrow, I would live today and I never felt more alive than when I was living on the edge. Even today, I still get to, you know, those big hits of adrenaline. I don't do as much of the crazy stuff as I used to because now I've got two children, as you said, and a wife and responsibilities and everything else. But adrenaline is still a thing for me. But I decided that shy wasn't working for me. And I just changed who I was. Uh, at 18, talking about real estate at 18, Um, Mm. I was told I would be too stupid. You know, I was too stupid that I wouldn't make it in college. So I didn't go to college. I still haven't gone to college. I've never spent, I mean, I did go to college frat parties, a lot of them. Um, so I had a bit of the college experience. I just never had, uh, I, never, you know, I graduated high school. I never got a college degree. So, uh, I decided that I was going to go into real estate. My father said that I'd never make it and that I should go to work with him. And I said no, especially after having that accident. I still deal with pain today from that accident. Oddly enough, I'm like, there's no way. You know, he worked in construction. Of course, he didn't own the company. He was just labor. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But now I don't want to go and just, you know, in a crime. Hmm. So I got into real estate. My father bet against me. He bet me a thousand dollars that I wouldn't sell anything in three months, and that in three, I had three months to sell something, or I'd have to go work with him. And at uh, three days before the three months, I. Closed on my, and I ever told him, of course, I closed on this little barbecue restaurant. My commission was $737 or 700 and whatever dollars. Except, you know, I packed it up in singles and fives and i in 20s and I just dumped it in front of him at the kitchen table. I said, now give me my money. He wrote me a check. My first commission was $1,737. And I said, F you, still to this day, tell me no and watch me. Tell me I can't do something and watch me. So I got a lot of that from that um from that experience from, from that moment from having been to the brink of death and uh and so I decided to live
0: yeah
2: I decided to live shy wasn't working for me I decided to just change who I was and at 18 years old I had a real estate license and I had to be an adult during the day and I was still a kid at night you know going out at night and during the day I had like two personalities I had to change exactly who I was but throughout all of that I, I dealt with pain. I had memory loss. My memory—I still don't have. You know, uh, I still have some memory issues. Um, but I always blamed this accident. And I said, and then I started having some success because my father said I'd never mount anything. Then I started making more money than he ever did because that was my goal was to beat him. I started making more money than he ever did, and it got to a point that I really—I I had nothing else to prove to him because at 23, I was making more money than he was making at whatever, 55 or 60 or however old he was at the time. Um, but I, I would say that I, w- I would give up everything that I had not to have that accident so that I wouldn't deal with the pain that I dealt with on a regular basis and the memory issues and everything else that I had. So I said, man, what if, why me, why me? And it wasn't until that started to change a bit when I was 24, I went to my first Tony Robbins event not a, a, an immersive event like Mm. you see now, but it was a one day event was him and a couple of other speakers. And that was my first experience with Tony. And that started, that gave me that my definition of success, which is what he uses to do what you want, when you want with whoever you want for as long as you want, right. To be able to help and do and live however you like. So that's still today a version of my definition of success, but it also gave me a vision of hope and just a different perspective. And then, but at that time, you know, I was investing and I was buying, mm-hmm. I had bought my first house. And, you know, I, I was just about to open up my real estate office, which I did at 25. And I just didn't have the time or the resources to commit to getting into mastery into doing all of that. So I went to my first UPW, I was probably 28 or 29. And that really shifted me. It was that, it was that weekend that I realized that that accident didn't knock me off course. That accident didn't happen to me. That accident happened for me. And it knocked me and put me onto the course that I'm supposed to be on. It put me on course. It didn't knock me off course. And that was probably the biggest pivot of my life mm-hmm. was the day that that happened, uh, that uh, the accident happened. And the day that I realized that I'm now on the course I was supposed to be on, because had that not happened, I don't know what I would have been. I could have, should have, would have been a statistic. You know, I was a kid that was getting beat. I was, you know, I had every reason to go, you know, so when everybody tells me, boo, hoo my mom, you know, I never, whatever been there, done that, got the postcard. Right. So I I get it, but don't use that as a crutch is what I'm saying. You know, I've, you know, so, so that's kind of a bit of who I, who I was and who, you know, how I came to be where I am. And then obviously getting into real estate, I started buying and selling homes and uh, on my own, not just, not just selling them. And Um, At one point, I probably had 60 or 70, 80 residential units, sold all of those and got into commercial assets, had office space and warehouse space. And I had an equestrian center with 44 stalls and a bar restaurant with, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff and construction company and uh, flipping houses and ground up construction and consulting uh, a lot of things in in and around real estate um, I've done, right? Both owning the, the asset, managing the asset, leasing, you know. A lot of different sides of it. So that was kind of my my entry point into so many different businesses because I've uh, I had the equestrian center that I actually co ran with my with my management for six months because I wanted to know the business because when you if you don't know the business that you own you're held hostage by the people who do right that and then I did the same thing with the bar restaurant never got it, wanted to be in the restaurant business I bought the asset but I had the bar. And I said, you know, all right, we'll just put seventy grand into At least it's seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Later, we opened up the bar. Wow! Because I didn't do my due diligence. Big, wow! Big learning.
1: That's a that's a that's a that's a nice tuition.
2: I have a doctorate in uh, in environmental services because I probably lost three quarters of a million dollars because of. Not doing my due diligence with environmental work and money's lost on deposits and cleanup costs that I had to take on the burden of because I didn't do my due diligence. and I certainly got a, a, a doctorate in law because uh, after all of those years, I had uh, business separation and uh, that cost me seven figures in legal fees. and never mind other opportunity costs and a lot of different things. So I've had a, a, a an interesting ride along the way. Um, all throughout this, I had, I, I'd been through the Tony Robbins experience, right. We've gone through all the events and been crewing. then became a senior leader. And about three years ago, maybe a little more than three years ago, I became a trainer for Tony. Uh, and that was, uh, an amazing experience. And I've had the opportunity of meeting a lot of amazing people like Katie Carlson, uh, and so many other great people. And I've had the opportunity to, to, to help people break through a lot of their limiting beliefs and everything from suicides to murder suicides, to p- helping people turn their businesses around and, and shift their mindsets and who they are, the belief in this themselves. And so it's just been an interesting ride along the way for sure. yeah uh, And now another movement that I've got going is it's get up and grow, as you know, helping people grow through what they go through.
1: Yeah. And I say that, and if, if you listen to any of my podcasts, I've said this a lot and I give you credit for that. Because you always say, you know, you got to get up and grow. And I think it's so interesting. It's a beautiful testament just to like who you are as a person and understanding that we can all get through this stuff, right? Life gives us exactly what we can handle, even when we don't think we can handle it. And it gives us this opportunity to grow through it, right? Because if we're not growing,
2: we're dying. Absolutely. If your grass isn't growing, it's dying. If yeah. your house plant isn't growing, it's dying. And if your mind isn't growing, it's dying. That's why we always got to stay active. We've got to read and be, stay coachable and teachable and continue to evolve in our thoughts and our processes and everything else so we can stay viable and, 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 and vibrant and everything else.
1: So I'm curious, when you think about you know, kind of going back to where you, are, where you were to where you are now, what, what, what's been the biggest game changer for you? just as you get through, you know, as you go through these days, because, you know, it's really easy to like get stuck in the motions of things, right? We get stuck in the minutia of just daily life. So how do you, how do you keep yourself in check? How do you allow yourself to just, you know, cause motivation is a real thing and not everybody has that, right? Not everybody has that drive or that motivation. So what do you do to actively keep yourself in that game, keep your head straight, keep your mind, right. Keep your heart intact. What do you do?
2: Well, first of all, I'm going to say that motivation Mm. is an external thing. So what I like to say, I, when I'm speaking to people, I don't want to motivate them because there's motivation and inspiration. Motivation is an external force. Inspiration comes from inside. So I'd rather help that help my client or help whoever I'm working with find the strength within themselves and and kind of like discover that why. So that that inspiration comes from the inside and you're pulled towards it as opposed to motivation. That is an external force. You know, I'm motivated now because I went to an event because I had a conversation with Katie Carlson because I listened to this podcast, but now the podcast stopped playing and 20 minutes later, I'm back to my old routine and way of thinking, right? Because that's motivation. It's coming from outside. Inspiration comes from the inside out because you're doing something for a reason bigger than yourself um you know and i, I don't know if it's zig Ziglar or jim Rohn, one of these guys said it and he says uh you know motivation is like showering it doesn't last so we recommend it daily
1: <laughs> that's right? awesome it's so true
2: so, so it's it it is so it's something that it's a daily routine right one of the things I encourage everyone to have is, is, is a morning routine and, you know, preferably have a morning routine and an evening routine. So I have a morning routine where, you know, it's, it starts with gratitude and then I do some incantations and some, some affirmations and things like that. I basically it's, 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 it's Tony Robbins hour of power, but then I made it my own. It, it's Tony's hour of power. Now it's still Tony's hour of power because it's mine, but I kind of made other it my TR. own and, uh, the other TR, um, I've got a friend of mine, which I don't know why he does this because I'm not Mexican, but he calls me the Mexican Tony Robbins, which I'm like, yeah, that's great, except I'm not Mexican. It's about having that daily ritual, that daily routine. So uh, I encourage people to do it, it's, at least in the morning, to get yourself wired and inspired and, 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 and focus on what is it you want, having the, the, that, that that daily thinking time. Right. And for me, that that time, that hour that I do in the morning is the only time that's really mine. Not that your time isn't yours, but I'm not expecting any call from anyone. If I'm on my phone, it's because I'm choosing to be on it. I'm not beholden to my calendar because that's I kind of am in a way. But that time up until eight thirty nine o'clock. You know, and I go at six in the morning, but depending on my kid's schedule, I'll, you know, that'll change, but I go to four forty-five 45 minutes to an hour. I walk. I don't run. If you see me run, you should run too. That means there's something chasing me. <laughs> so I, I walk, that makes
0: sense.
2: <laughs> I walk and I do my incantations and affirmations and I stop and I'll take some photos of the sunrise or whatever it is. And that's what really keeps me going in the morning. Um, or that's what gets me going every day. And look, it's not always easy. I can't, I'm not going to tell you that you know, if anybody tells you that they're always on top of their game, they're always, you know, on top of the world. They're always feeling a hundred percent. They, you know, as Tony Robbins says, they lie about other shit too. Uh, we all have our ups and downs and we all, we're all, we're all going through this little thing called life and hopefully growing through what we're going through. And to, to, to go back to what you were saying before, the reality of it is what's, what's happening in our lives while it feels like it's happening to us, you know, Tony Robbins says all the time that it's happening for us. And it's true because I really believe that God, the universe, whatever it is, is preparing you for what it is that you've asked for. But if you've not gone through a difficult moment, if you don't have the contrast, how can you really appreciate where you are? If you've never felt cold, how do you know what hot is? If you've never felt pain or or anger, how do you know what love is and tolerance? You know, so it's it's. You know, you have to you have to grow through the difficult moments to get to the great moments. And everything that's tough that's happening in your life is happening for you, so to prepare you so that when you do come across those difficult moments, it does not kill you. You know, I I I shared this 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 parable with someone. Imagine you're born and you just come out walking, strutting. Hey, what's up? Right? And you never fall. You only start falling when you're like 40. And you're busting your butt left and right, right? And you're falling, you're knocking into stuff. You can't stand You're you'll be dead in like three days because every one of your bones will be broken. But when you start to walk and you fall all those times, you're still malleable, you're still flexible. So you can take the hits when you're small. And that goes the same thing for for your business, for your life. You've got to build that firm foundation so that one day when you do trip, you can catch yourself because you know what it's like to fall. Where if you fall, you can get up again. You don't say, Oh my God, what the hell just happened? That's never happened before. And a lot of people stay down because they've, they've not experienced enough pain. I hate to say it that way. That's why they say that sometimes the brightest light shines from the people who have been through the dark. Right. And, and, uh, and I believe that I believe that, you know, People say, well, you know, but I'm broken. And I say that nobody's broken. We're all cracked. This is true. Many of us are cracked. And there's those that will say that that's where the light shines in. But I don't say that. I say that that's where your light shines out. Because we already have our inner light. Our soul is our light. It's our energy. And sometimes we need to have those wounds in order to be able to not only maybe be more compassionate to understand what people go through and the difficulties that they go through, but it allows us to shine light back out to them and to help somebody else grow through it. And if you've never been through a difficult time, that's why if you've had too and easy of a life, it's hard for you to have compassion because you don't know what it's like. You don't really truly know what it's like. You know, I think it's Bruce Lee that said, you know, don't ask for an easy life. Ask for the strength to endure a difficult one because life is going to happen. Bad days are coming. Bad days are coming, inevitably, in every, in every one of our lives. We've been through bad days. We're going to go through bad days. And the idea is to have the strength and resilience and experience to survive those. You know, I like to say that these last, these, I, I went through this legal battle with an ex-partner for five years, five years, of that, that stole my peace. And you met me during those times. But I have to segregate. You know different parts of my life otherwise it's all consuming and for the first year and a half or so it was all consuming that's when i actually started doing my morning walks and i started doing videos as an outlet to be able to kind of share my thoughts share my ideas that's why in the last five years i don't know there's been hundreds thousands i don't even know how many videos i've done uh, but that's when i started walking because i was losing my mind over what was happening for the first eight or nine months i was kind of in denial that it was even happening and while that was happening well more more bad shit was happening because I wasn't willing to accept what was happening. So I think that the first step in, in overcoming challenges and really is awareness and seeing things as they are not better than they are or worse than they are, but acknowledging that, you know, this is happening.
1: Yeah. And that acceptance of that, right. Even just accepting that, whether whatever it may be, that acceptance oftentimes like loosens the grip move beyond little by little. And then before you know it,
2: the reality of it is
1: you're on the other side of it.
2: Absolutely.
1: And you grew through it. So imagine the, like, you know, because I love what Keith Cunningham says around like, what is it? Like the school of hard knocks, right? We we have a tuition, oh, right? The <laughs> all, made, like, yeah, all the dumb tax have all made. He always talks about like, yeah, all the dumb tax, right? Cow. We all have dumb tax, and you know, with these dumb taxes, like it's also been Without an investment in our education. Yes,
2: I, I, I wish I hadn't gotten so many doctorates right? in different things. That's for sure. Uh, but the reality is, sometimes it's just owning it. It's like you know they say. The first, the road, the road to recovery in order to, to, if you're, if you're a drug addict, if you're addicted to drugs or you're addicted to alcohol, you've got to, the first, the first step in recovery is admitting that you have a problem, right? So the same thing when you're dealing with the is stopping and realizing this is happening, you've got to accept it so that you can, because you can't fix something that you're not admitting is broken. You can't, you can't change if, If you keep telling yourself that it's all okay, you've got to see things as they are and want to change because until you recognize the challenge or the problem or whatever it is, you won't take any steps to fix it because it's, it's not that bad or it's okay. Or, you know, whatever that is, bad relationship, bad business deal, bad business period, bad, whatever it is that you're dealing with, you know, you've got to acknowledge it, but you know what the good thing, you know, I, I, I like to say this. The good thing about having to swim across an ocean of shit is what when you get to the other side and you take a shower, it's over. You made it. Next time you come across a stream or a pond or a lake or a river of crap, it's not that big of a deal because you've already know what it's like to swim in the ocean mm. and you know that you've got what it takes. You've got it within you to get to the other side because you and I and everyone that's watching and listening to this, we have all survived hundred percent of the toughest days of our lives. Mm. And we're going to keep surviving. We're going to keep thriving, but it's because of the difficult times that we've had in the past that we'll be able to show up in a better, stronger, more positive way when that problem happens again. And we we don't have to be the victim. Yeah. The only reason, the only time you're a victim again is when you refuse to acknowledge what happened, and when you say, "I'm just going to forget about that. I'm just going to put that behind me, like it never happened." You've got to own the mistakes. You've got to own. That, that that pain and we all have to grow we all have to go grow through what we go through otherwise we keep going through it right mm-hmm. that's that's what I talk about if we don't grow through it we go through it. Yeah
1: it's kind of like over your book
2: and over that you're gonna write and over again. Right?
1: God I said am, grow yes
2: I, and I said no. And I said no. That's a whole nother story I know. if you want that one. That's a,
1: <laughs> I know and I can't wait for that book. But it's true though because you know God, universe, whatever you want to believe in, right? I actually heard something the other day, God, universe, spirit, you call it Gus, <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> yes. Right?
1: So God, universe, spirit, whatever, God, universe, spirit, Gus, right? That's good. God, universe, spirit. It's great. which that was, I thought was great. And God, universe, spirit is going to give us opportunities to grow. And it's up to us how we choose to react to it. Because at the end of the day, we all have an opportunity to choose We all have the opportunity. We all have the gift of choosing how we show up to each situation, circumstance, et cetera. And there are always opportunities to learn and grow through them. And if we don't learn the lesson, what happens?
2: You keep taking the class because life is the (laughs) toughest teacher of all. It gives you the test first and then it gives you the lesson. But if you fail that test, you're going to keep taking that lesson, whether you like it or not. Yeah. You know, many times we don't we, we choose, we make a conscious decision not to listen. I did that. Mm. I've done that a lot in my life. The last time I did that took me about ten months. And that ten months probably wound up costing me a couple of million dollars, I was refusing to see what was in front of me. I was refusing to accept that this person that I've known for twenty eight years, that was thirty five years, uh, that was like my best friend, was betraying mm. me because of course betrayal never comes from a from an enemy. It always comes from the inside. So, but we all, we're all, listen, we're all growing through this little thing called life. And sometimes Gus, we'll use your analogy. Gus is putting you to the test to see if you really want what it is you say you really want. Yeah. And sometimes those difficult moments, those challenges are the test. Do you really want what you say you want? How bad do you really want it? Or do you just say you want it? Yeah how bad do you want it? Because we can have just about, just about anything we want in life if we're willing to pay the price. Mm. And while sometimes the price is financial, more often than not, it's not. It's the time. It's the commitment. It's a dedication. It's a discipline. It's letting go of who you think you were. It's letting go of, of who, how you think it should be. And just accepting what is and growing into who you want to be because you can't move forward if you're hanging on to the past. If you're trying to hang on to the past, even with one hand, you'll never be able to grab hold of your future with both hands. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: So sometimes the things that happen in life is Gus. Seeing if you really want what it is you say you want, because if you're willing to pay the price, you can have just about anything you want in life. But the price sometimes is, is, is your time. It's. The who you were of yesterday, you've got to die to the you of yesterday if you really want to become who it is you say you want to be tomorrow. You can't hang on to old emotions and old feelings and anger and and resentment and everything else and think that you're going to move forward. You've got to let all that shit of the past go in order to become who it is you want to become. Because if you go on vacation and you take all of your favorite things, I mean, even something that aren't really your favorite, you're just used to them. So you bring them mm. and you're in Paris and it's spring and they're having a spring sale. Holy cow. Everything's 50% off. And you're like, this is amazing. And you go out and you buy all new wardrobe and you have these experiences are amazing dinner under the Eiffel tower. And the, you know, everything's just so amazing. And now it's time to go home. So you take all these things back, these, 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 experiences, these emotions, these, all these things that you bought and you go back and you're like, you start packing. You're like, yes, this is going to be great. I'm going to pack all this stuff up and take it all. It's going to be awesome. But you only have two bags and they're already full of all your old shit. And you can only take two bags. What are you going to do? Are you going to go home with all of your old shit? Are you going to dump your shit and make room for some new experiences for that new wardrobe, for that new you, who you need to be? It's a decision. And it's a decision that we all have to make. And many people are so comfortable in their comfort zone that they don't that they're like, you know what, screw it. I'll just hang on to my old shit. I feel good here. It's comfortable. That's why, you know, the saying is that everything you want in life is on the other side of fear. Everything you want in life is just outside of your comfort zone. So it's about breaking, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable, breaking out of that comfort zone as often as you possibly can. Like I did. I was afraid of heights. I started skydiving. I was afraid of deep water. I started scuba diving without really knowing how to swim very well. You know, it's about facing your fears and, and, and conquering them for as much as possible. You know, and, and that doesn't mean, and I don't want to go into a whole nother thing of courage, but unless you want me to go there. But it's about, it's about facing what it is that scares you. You know, so I'll just talk about it real quick. You know, they say that, you know, to be, well, I don't have the courage to do that. I'm too scared. I'm not that courageous. I'm not that guy. Well, the reality of it is you have to be that guy. You have to be that girl because you're the hero of your own life. You have to be the hero of your own life. Nobody's coming to save you. You are the hero of your own life. You are the author of your life. And you don't have to be super courageous. You don't have to be the most courageous person you've ever known, because guess what? The people that you look at and say, oh my God, so much courage. He's a hero. She's a hero. The reality of it is, is sometimes it's just one minute, 30 seconds of insane courage. It's just making that call. It's just about taking that action, taking that leap, right? Just taking that leap of Sometimes the only means of transportation is a leap of faith. You've got to jump. And it's in that moment of decision, in that, mom, mo, that moment of courage that you've got to take the jump and not give a shit about what other people think, of how it's going to look when you land, if you land, how you land. Are you going to be graceful? Who gives a damn, right? But it's just to, to be courageous, to, to, to be that person of courage, it only takes a little bit of courage. You don't have to be courageous walking around with your shoulders back every day, every single day and, and take on the world. You've just got to be the hero of your story and take on your fears because most of our fears are unfounded anyway. Yeah. So it's about coming to that realization. Again, it's, it's all, this has been a process that I've been going through for my, myself, for my life. And one of the things I say is all these conversations that I've just had with you, these are conversations that I've had with myself. Oh yeah. These are things that I've gone through. So these, these, these videos that I do even still today, they're conversations with me. mm You know, they're called Tony Talks. Well, that was Tony talking to himself before they were Tony Talks to everybody else.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, it makes perfect sense, right? Like we we're our first, like as a coach, right? And as coaches, like we're our first client. Yeah. We got to go through our own bag and we're going to continue to go through the bag, right? And there's going to be continued like different evolutions and different layers and different levels of things that we go through. And it's up to us to dive in right? To lean into it and, and have a little bit of courage. You know, it's the reason why I was like, Hey, I'm just going to pick up and, and leave Denver and not have a home. Like that is so against a Katie Carlson thing to do.
2: Insane amount of courage.
1: Crazy. And it's been scary and messy and awesome and joyful and great, like, and beautiful. And beautiful. It's been absolutely beautiful. I've been learning so much about myself and what's important. My priorities, what I value. You know, I went to date with Destiny a couple years ago and I thought I kind of, you know, I'm like, oh, I have a different blueprint for my life. Like this is what it is. Well, and then life happens, life changes, things, things get shaken up. And it's like, how can you pivot? How can you adjust? And for me, as if you guys have been listening for a while, you know that Denver, I love it. It was amazing. COVID, this whole thing just started coming together. It was like a pressure cooker for me. It was a pressure cooker and I wasn't listening to it. I wasn't listening to myself. I was listening to everything outside of myself. Well, you can go do this. You go do this, do this. I'm like, no, I'm just going to go. I'm going to figure it out. And it's awkward. And it's all of it. It's crazy, but it's been really, really beautiful too. And it's in those, it's been perfectly imperfect. Yeah, it really has. And you know, there isn't, it's, it's a voyage, right? I'm not exactly even clear where the destination is right now. However, I'm going to enjoy the ride because life is meant to be fun. Life is meant to be fun. If we're not having fun, we shouldn't be doing this.
2: Listen, life is meant to be experienced without a doubt. And, and it's supposed to be fun. And sometimes it's not going to be fun, but that's okay. That's part of the ride. Cause you need that contrast.
1: Yeah, we're always trying to find balance. I think you and I had this conversation a while back. It's like, there's a lot of talk around like, Oh, finding balance. Like, no, the whole world is out of balance.
2: Listen, if you're perfectly balanced, you're probably laying down dead. Okay. (laughs) Cause there is no balance. There is no perfect balance. There is a semblance of balance. There is, you know, cause the reality of it is you can't just be all about your health, all about your health, all about your health, because that means you're working out too much. You're not working out too much. You're, you're, you're taking so much time to work out unless you're independently wealthy. Your business is suffering. Your relationship Mm -hmm. is suffering. If all you do is work on your relationship, chances are your health might be going to hell. And so is your business. If you just focus on your business, then chances are your relationship's going to hell. Your health may be going to hell as well. So it's a semblance of balance. That doesn't mean that it's going to be exactly. So today, you know, maybe, you know, family's taking priority because something's going on. Hell, I just came back from 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 an emergency trip to Portugal, I didn't expect it. Guess what? That was turbulent at home because there were things going on that was turbulent with business, but you had to, priorities have to shift. So maybe tomorrow work is more important, but then you can't forget about your health. So then maybe, you know, you you pay a little bit of attention, but stop trying to make it so perfectly balanced that your life is perfectly balanced. It's never going to happen. So many people are looking for that point of perfection. Guess what? Balance is such a minute point on that scale, that even a feather can take it off balance. So stop trying to be perfectly balanced and just live your life, yeah. enjoy your life. It's it, it, it's there's going to be good and bad, and at the end of the day, we're all a compilation of our life's experiences—the good, the bad, and especially the ugly. Mm-hmm. You know, because it, again, it's the days that break you that are the days that make you. Those are the ones that really matter. Because you know, I think it's Muhammad Ali that said, you know, he only he would only start counting his push-ups when they started to hurt because until they hurt, they didn't count. Ooh, that's good. Because it's the ones that hurt, the ones that are uncomfortable, The it's the calls that you don't want to make. It's the calls you make after you're tired of making calls. It's the push-ups that you make or or that extra mile that you run when you can't run anymore.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Right. It's it. Those are, those are the things that really are going to make you who you are. And those are the things that are really going to make a difference in your life, in your personal life, in your emotional life, with your your relationship with self, in your business, with your clients. It's going that extra step when everybody else falls behind.
1: So with that, I'm curious, you know, with this pandemic election coming up, COVID, whatever you want to say, this has been a really unique and interesting year, right? 2020. It's, it's, it's definitely one for the books. So I'm curious, how, how has it been going for you? And what have, what pivots have you made? This is, everything happens for a reason, right? And I believe that this time is an opportunity for us all to learn how to be adaptable, right? And to adjust and to pivot and not give up. And it's, it's building muscles. We're building muscles for something so much greater. So I'm curious, how have you been pivoting? How's this whole pandemic been going for you?
2: Well, you know, one of the things that I did during this pandemic, I actually got um, got certified as a as a um, business turnaround specialist with Anton J. So I help, you know, we help turn companies around and help them scale. The slogan is helping good people make more money, so they can have more time, so they can do more good right? So it's about mm, helping. So that's that. something that I've been doing now is also helping turn businesses around and helping them scale and, and, and putting culture and, and, and methods into um, uh, uh, different things into, into place, into position. And sometimes just the corporate structure is all wrong uh, and the focus is in the wrong place. Mm. Everybody thinks that uh, it's all about sales. It's not. Sales is survival. Sales is, 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 is really the basic part of a business, but if all you do is ever sell, 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 you're never gonna scale to the point that you're gonna be the business owner. You'll always be the operator because it's not just about sales. It's about getting to the next level of referrals. Then it's about the next level of putting systems mm-hmm. into place and then the next level of understanding your finances and, and what that actually really means and where you're where you're hemorrhaging money. Uh, and it's about, you know, it's about uh, um, uh, culture the culture of the company that, you know, so, and there's levels above that, but so many people think that it's just one thing. So it's just about helping people get to the next level. So, you know, if anybody that's listening, you know, is yeah. stuck in their business and is looking to take it to the next level or they're struggling and they're afraid that they're going down, don't lose it. You know, give me a call. We'll, we'll, we'll have that conversation. So that's one of the things that I'm doing. Certainly the other thing, I'm, as, as a life and business strategist, I'm still, I still work with a hand. I don't work with a lot of people at a time because I like to have, Um, I like to have that personalized attention. I don't want to have to go through my notes to find out what you told me last week. So I don't work with people (laughs) in that way. So uh, as a strategist, I'm not just the coach. I'm, I didn't just read the book. I've experienced, I've lived the life I've lived actually a lot of life. Um, And so I've I've been, I've been through a lot of different things. So, uh, so I think that, that that's something that I'm doing. I'm actually writing a book oddly enough. I was working on it this morning uh, Yay! Get up and grow. That's said, amazing. It's between, get, it's between get up and grow and uh, and uh, God said grow and I said no. Those are you know my movie. I do, I do, and they're both literally they're both they're both on there. Uh, yeah, I was thinking get up and grow because this is kind of wild. I've never done this before. If you put in hashtag get up and grow on on Google, all you ever all you get is me, which is kind of interesting.
1: Which is awesome.
2: Right. I didn't I didn't know until today. I was I, yeah. so uh so I'm I'm writing the book. I've you know, there's so many things I had to do at home. I've got a lot of you know, got a lot of things done here. I've worked on myself and uh it's just been a, a time to, to kind of reset and spend a little bit more time and a little bit more awareness. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Reflecting and and just growing, feeding my mind and yeah. um, and uh, getting in, helping more people. I'm just I've just been helping more people. A lot of times, you know, pro bono um, yeah. because everybody needs help and not everybody can afford to pay for it. So I do what I can. You know, I've, I'm on day 295 of 366 days of live video. Even Which though I should so
1: be so crazy and amazing. I,
2: thank you. Even though I should be at 296, I did skip one. So. I'm going to do two probably this weekend cuz when I landed in Portugal and the time difference and everything else I you know yeah. I I missed it's Understandable. Yeah, I missed uh, I missed one cuz I was actually at the airport I, I was on a plane.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's it's a little more challenging. <laughs> hey, it happens. Life happens, right? We're kind of coming up on time. I always just like to ask a series of questions. So the first question is, what book has influenced you the most and why?
2: Man, you know, over the years, I've read a lot of different books. The first one that comes to mind is The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho, because Mm. so many times um, people are running around the world looking for a treasure and didn't realize that the treasure was under them the whole Mm. time. You know, it goes back to the whole thing of, you know, the grass is greener where you water it not on the other side of the fence. It's greener where you water yeah. it. And, uh, and I think sometimes we just have to, uh, to channel Keith Cunningham, get in line and stay in line. And I just keep getting out of line, getting on a new line and a new line, looking for something, looking for the gold somewhere else when sometimes the gold is right underneath of you. So that was a powerful one. Yeah. Um, certainly the giant within with Tony Robbins was another amazing one. And then a lot of the other ones, Millionaire Success Habits, there's been so many I I, I it, there's been so many. I it's hard for, it's hard to pinpoint.
1: Yeah. Well and that's why it's hard. But that's why I asked the question is because there's so many people on there's always like, I feel like there's always that one book that comes to mind. you know. You the know? Untethered um, soul. And that's it. Yeah, why the up.
2: Untethered Soul is another great mm-hmm. book.
1: Michael Singer. Michael so Singer. Good.
2: Um but I yeah. remember one that really hit me and you know, actually if I look go back to when I was a kid, The Mysterious Island. was one that I escaped to. It was like an escape. It it was, or Mystery Island or something. It was shipwreck. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was kind of a really cool, it was a, it was an escape for me at the time reading. So there's been a lot of good books throughout my life, but the alchemist is one that is certainly at the top of my list. And, uh, the Untethered soul is another. All
1: right. I love it. So, so good. So good. Okay. If you could do anything that you wanted to tonight, go anywhere. And like money was no option. There was no, no issue there what would you do and why?
2: I'd, I'd be on the Katie Carlson show <laughs> because you can't buy that kind of, uh, that kind of attention.
1: Oh, aren't you just <laughs> so sweet? So kind. <laughs>
2: you know, one one of my favorite places in the world is Tahiti. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went there on my honeymoon, was there for a couple of weeks. And it was just one of the most amazing places that I've visited thus far and I haven't, been all around the world I've visited a few places and that was one of my favorite places in the world and if it wasn't 24 hours away door to door I probably would have bought a place there it was amazing oh,
1: that's incredible I've never been and I've yeah. always wanted to go one day it's
2: all of that it's all of that and like two bags of chips two yeah not just one two not just one, amazing. But two
1: I mean two. that's 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 a big deal
2: yeah it's, it's uh, amazing it's amazing
1: <laughs> Well, I can't wait to visit there one one day Okay. If you had the opportunity to meet one person who you have not met, they could be alive or passed on. Who would it be? And then why? And then what would you talk about?
2: You know, a couple of people come to mind. I mean, I've met Tony Robbins and I've, I've had a brief conversation with him. I'd love to get, have a deeper conversation with him at some point. Somebody that I admire like Richard Branson, someone who's uh, who's been able to make so much out of nothing just because he simply believed that he could and he just didn't stop. Yeah. That's a great question. I, I didn't give it enough thought, but uh, I, I would say Richard, Brant, Richard Richard, Branson is somebody that I'd like to, to meet and I'm going to meet him. I'm, I'm going to have dinner with him within the next 12 months. I'm having dinner with him across the table.
1: Boom. It's amazing. All right. Next question. So you are stuck on a deserted Island and you can only take three things.
2: It would be. I roll a power paracord. That's good. Hundred feet of paracord would be nice because you can do so much with paracord. Everything from helping lashings to build a shelter to fishing and good. That's smart. Whatever. It's resourceful. A a really good high quality survival knife and uh, a softball. I mean a uh, a volleyball named Wilson. All right, maybe not a volleyball named Wilson.
1: I've had you would you'd be surprised at some of the answers that I've got for this question. It's hilarious. I've gotten like hummus, a sweet potato, like so. Okay, so I've but some all
2: seriousness, um, paracord. Uh, like I said, high quality survival knife. I don't know. The third one would be honestly, depending how long I'd be there, I'd probably say a pack of seeds.
1: Variety. Mm.
2: Variety of seeds. So there'd be something to keep me happy, something to keep me keep me healthy. You know.
1: Yeah. I love it. I love it. Okay. Next question. When and where were you the happiest in your life?
2: Yeah, that's a good one too. You know, I'm happy now, you know, um, through all of life's ups and downs, you know, I'd say that, you know, my honeymoon in, in, mm-hmm. in Tahiti was pretty freaking amazing. It was just three weeks of, of just, it was amazing. Um, so that was a really unbelievably happy moment. Obviously the birth of my children was amazing. When I first bought this home, And, uh, I have a picture when, you know, we're walking in for the first time, you know, it was cool. So that was really, listen, life isn't always perfect. Uh, but I'm, I'm happy now. I love that. That's, you know, working towards it every day.
1: Yeah. That's amazing. Well, Tony, you're incredible. I so appreciate you for being here and having this conversation and shining your light and giving us your wisdom, uh, and the courage just to show up and be heard and be seen. So I just so appreciate you. So where can people find you?
2: Where can people find me? Well, if, apparently if you hashtag, uh, get up and grow, get up, the, <laughs> get up and get grow, up you can find grow you'll, you'll certainly be able to find me, but, uh, on, on, uh, you can find me on Instagram, uh, at Tony Rodriguez 2.0. Cause I'm at least the second version of myself. So Tony Rodriguez with an S 2.0 on Facebook, you can uh, look up, um, get up and grow with Tony Rodriguez. Uh you can email me at Tony Rodriguez uh, Tony at uh uh at getuptheletterngrow.com. Tony at getup and grow.com.
1: One last question. If you're gonna leave people with one little nugget piece of advice, what would it be?
2: You know, God has given us all be grateful, think of something that you're grateful for every day and every night, to forgive yourself and others, to be kind to others. More importantly, to be kind to yourself and to love yourself more and love those who love you and send a little love to those who, who least deserve it because they're likely the ones who need it the most.
1: Yeah. That's really beautiful. Well, thank you again for being here. I'll have to definitely have you back. I'm so glad we got this on the books. Just thank you again. And I just, I love you dearly. I love you dearly.
2: Love you too, my friend. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me on. And thank you for all that are watching and listening. Appreciate you all.
0: Thank you from my everything for being here today. Your time is valuable and I'm so beyond grateful that you were here with us for today's episode. Please subscribe so that you get updates on all the latest episodes, as well as hear about all the incredible upcoming guests we have lined up. Also would absolutely love for you to leave a review and let me know your thoughts, your feedback, your biggest takeaways, et cetera. Reviews help me and my growing team serve you even more. As always, sending you a big hug, love, energy, and an abundance of light.